Um, let's look at it, Roman numeral three, and uh, we talk. We're going to talk about this tonight. We're going to talk about what does it mean to be fathered by God. Amen. And so uh, I want to want to look at a few things here tonight. Anybody want to share with me? Uh, you know, I like to ask questions. You know, that's what Bible study is about, right? What have you learned so far about being fathered by God? Anybody want to share some things with us tonight? Tell me what you, what have you learned so far, my friend? Yeah, no problem. Okay, but I learned that God is our spiritual father, and then also that we have, first we have to uh, forgive in, in order to have a relationship with our father, spiritual father. Be forgiven. Be forgiven. Right, exactly. And we'll get in a little bit, bit more about that tonight, amen? Because a lot of people call God, well, God's my father, right? But what does it mean? And that's Roman numeral three. You know, what, what, what does it mean to be God's child? That's a good question, right? You know, because you would think that, oh, well, God created everyone and we are his children. Yeah, I get that. But what does it mean to be a child of God, right? Uh, Titus 1, 16 says, they profess to know God, but by their deeds, they do not, they deny him, right? And so what I've been, what we've been talking about is the fact that sometimes we can say that God is our father, but yet our attitudes and our actions are not lining up, amen, with what is written in this book, right? And so oftentimes we struggle in this relationship with our father because we just don't know how, right? And, you know, I told you, you know, some of us, we've been abandoned, Amen. Some of us, we've been abused. Some of us, we, our dad wasn't there. You know what I mean? Some of us were lacking that male figure in our lives. But may I say this to you? You got to remember one thing. <clears throat> As a child of God, you got to remember this. God will always be there for you. Amen. Even when you don't even acknowledge that he's there. He's always there. Amen. Anybody else can tell me what else you learned from last week's lesson, hopefully from this week's lesson. I mean, last week, the week before, amen. Anybody else? Okay, Alexis. Um, kind of just piggyback on what Brother Hurst said, we also have to forgive our earthly father so we can have a clear view of God as our father so we don't mm. have that kind of blockage, right. I guess, from our earthly father. Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful. Forgive our earthly father. Come on, give her a hand for that. Forgive our earthly father so that we can have that clear relationship because a lot of us, we have what? Resentment against our earthly father, right? We may have resentment, right? And, and, and some of us, we don't. But even though dad was there, you know, uh, maybe, maybe your dad has passed on. You follow what I'm saying? And here's the thing. As a result of that, now you know that you have not a replacement. He had always been there. <laughs> Amen. It's just a matter of recognizing that he's there. Amen. That's a great, that's a great one. Amen. So, so we talked about some things also. We talked, anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. All right. Uh, you spoke about how, um, by our faith and works, we prove mm. who we belong to. Wow. That's powerful. By our faith. That's what we talked about last week, right? By our faith and our works, Amen. We show that what? We belong to him, right? Because here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, I know God, right? But they have no faith. And, and listen, the life that they live, I mean, here's the thing. If you're living to obey your parent, it will show, right? Amen. And so a lot of people, you know, they, they have this misconception sometimes that, you know what? Well, yeah, you know, just because I accepted Christ, you know, 15, 59 years ago, amen, and I'm, you know, I'm now, you know, I'm still saved, you know, I'm, I'm living for God, you know what I mean? Am I really living for God? Well, your works show who you belong to, amen, and your faith also shows who you belong to, all right? So tonight, I want to go to, anybody else? Anybody else? All right? Okay, so what does it mean now, right? What does it mean? We're going to get into part two, hopefully, right? What does it mean, right? If you, if you see this, you know, and I, and I kind of touched this last week, right? What does it mean to be God's child, right? 
What does that mean? What does that mean? And say, look what it says. Whether, without a father, we're orphans. You see that? A father's child has what? No name. No identity. No rights. No inheritance. He has to carve out an existence and identity for who? For himself. And oftentimes, that's, that's, that's what has happened to most of us. How many of you have had to do it? You had to figure it out. Amen. There wasn't a parental, you know, I mean, there was a parental guide, but there wasn't a father there to give the example. And some of us had our dad, but yet we chose to make what? Wrong decisions. We did not obey our father. Amen. Some of you did that, right? Amen. Your daddy told you to go right. You went what? Left because you thought he was in your business. Come on, some. <laughs> you thought your daddy was, he's always in my business, you know. But that's not the case, right? So let's go to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4 tonight. Amen. I feel good tonight. How about y'all? All right. Galatians chapter 4. And let's look at verses 4. Amen. Now. Let's see here. The writer, let's go back up to verse 1. All right? Now, look what he says. Now, I say as long as the what is a what? He does not what? Differ at all from a what? Although he is what? Owner of what? Everything. Right? But he's under what? Guardians. Hello, somebody. And what? Managers until the date set by the Father. In other words, we all need, watch this, we all need guidance, right? We all need, we all need, we, we, we can't figure this thing out on our own, right? So God says, when the time comes, we're placed under guardians and managers until the date set by the Father. Verse 3, so also we, watch this, while we were children, were held in what? Bondage. Under the what? Elementary things of the world. Now here's what he's saying. He's saying before you became a child of God, right, you and I were held in bondage. We were, God was waiting for the right time he knew that you and I would be born in sin, right? That we, would, that we would be sinners, right? But what God was doing was waiting for the right time. Now watch this. Not everybody's ready to receive Christ. Not everybody's ready to surrender their lives over the, to God. Watch this. Surrendering your life over to God doesn't mean your life's going to be boring. As a matter of fact, it's going to be full of excitement. <laughs> Amen. You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. You're going to have in-betweens. You're going to have, have struggles. But here's the one thing you got to know. God is thinking about you and I. Amen. Not only that, but not only is he thinking about us, but God is also drawing us onto his son. Because that's, watch this, so that we would become part of this family. Now watch this. Watch the text now. It says, so, so but, but when the fullness, there it is, of time came, what did God do? God sent forth his son, born of a what? Under the what? Born under the law. So that he might redeem. Now, let me say this. This word redeem, exorazo in the Greek, and the word means to buy back or to rescue. So let me break some news to you tonight. Amen. This is good news tonight. Prior to us coming to Christ, we were held in bondage. We were in captivity to sin. But notice what the text says. The text says, when the fullness of time came. Can anybody here remember that time in your life? When you got sick and tired. Oh, come on, help me somebody. 
of being sick and tired of going through the same thing over and over and over again, doing the same thing all the time. Listen, trying to find love in all the wrong places. Amen. One thing I learned from the Big D this weekend is that, is that children will start looking for validation at a period or a point in their lives, and it may not be good validation. You follow what I'm saying? Because, because, watch this, without a parent there, without a dad in the home, without a father being there to validate your children, amen. Guess what happens? Your child starts looking for stuff in the wrong places. But if you raise your child in the Lord, come on somebody. Listen, if you won't do it for you, do it for them. Come on, somebody. The greatest gift that you can ever give your child is eternal life, right? The greatest gift that God gave us was eternal life. The reason we come to church is because we know Jesus. Because we were once lost. Now we're found. Amen. We were fatherless, but God gave us a father in heaven. Come on, somebody. Amen. He redeemed us. Look what the text says. So that he might redeem those who were under the law that, watch this, that we, there, there's good news, Lord. Come on, y'all. That we may receive what? Adoption. I may have been abandoned, but I've been adopted. Oh, I feel good tonight. Listen, my mother and my father may have forsaken me but the Lord adopted me. This is why, we, you know, when Jesus died and he, he told the disciples to come together and, and, and I build my church and upon this rock I build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God gave us community. See, I need you just as much as you need me. I need your strength just as much as you need my strength. Why? Because we are adopted in the family of God. Can I say it one more time? We are what? Adopted. Now, let me tell you what adoption brings. Adoption does not mean that you are treated differently. As a matter of fact, adoption puts you in the wheel. Adoption gives you all the access as a, watch this, as a, as a child born in the home, a blood bloodline child. Amen. So what, what had happened was the Jews had rejected Christ. So then God says, okay, well, y'all want to reject me? All right, well, guess what? I got some old sinners out there. Got some Gentiles. Amen. You and I. I got some Gentiles out there who will receive the message because guess what? They are looking for hope. And one day when you and I was out of the lowest point in our lives, see, we don't come to Jesus when we're at the top. See, the top is too easy to come. You know, we don't need him then. See, as a matter of fact, we don't even need family when we're at the top. But God says at when the fullness of time came, when that time came, what did God do? God, we receive adoption as what? Sons and daughters. And I want to say this to you tonight. You are, let me, let me say it one more time. Let me, let me see if I can make this very clear to you. If you only understand what being adopted by God really means, May I say this to you? You're not alone. You may feel alone. You may feel distant. You may feel like nobody's there for me. You may feel like, why, God? Listen, we got a lot of whys, but I stop asking why, and I start saying, who? Who's behind all of this? If God be for me, then who can be against me? Here's the other thing. As a child of God, he says, I am adopted as a what? As a son. Look at verse 6. Because, now watch what he says now. Because you are what? Sons and daughters. Let me just make that 
Let me make that very clear. Sons and daughters. You and I, the moment that we accept Jesus Christ into our lives, we become adopted in the family of God. You know what? It's time for us to stop playing the pity party. God is too good. Amen. For you not to understand the relationship. The relationship that you have with your father. Now watch this. You can get, you know, listen, all you got to say is father. You don't need no special number to get to him. You don't need to be overly, superly, superly sanctified. No, superly. I don't know where that word came from. <laughs> hey, soup and salad. I'm thinking about soup and salad. <laughs> Amen. Listen, you, you, don't need, you don't need no special anointing to get to him. The moment that you accepted him, all you have to say is father. And when you say father, he does this. He turns in your direction. And then what you do when you, when you, I've been teaching you on Sunday, you got to what? You got to pour out. You got to talk to him. You got to say, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Lord, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, your will be done, but don't forget your doxology. Don't forget your praise. Because as, listen, I don't know about you, but when I discovered you know, this theology, when I discovered this as a child of God, right, that I'm a child of God, and let me say this to you, when you are a child of God, you never stop being a child of God. Now, God has obedient children, hello somebody, and he got him some uh, disobedient children, and he got him some rebellious children, and he got him some stubborn children. Amen. He got some hard-headed children. Amen. Anybody, any hard-headed children in here? Amen. Amen. He got different types of children. But the moment that you accept him as your Lord and Savior, listen, you're not alone. That's all I'm trying to tell you tonight. You're not alone. You're not alone. You are a child of the king. Look at what he says. He says, because you are sons, what did God do? God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. So here's what happens. You get saved, right? He cleanses you of all your sins. Positionally, he puts you into the family of God. But he understood that, see, uh, let, me, let me say this. Children of Israel, right, if you're a Bible reader, right, the children of Israel, this is what they would do. All right, they'll be like, okay, God, please help me. You know, I'm paraphrasing, all right, so don't be like, man, what Bible is he reading from? <laughs> like, please, God, help me. Some of you do this too. Lord, please help me, right? And then, and then God shows up, boom, all right, whoo, yeah. Lord, I promise I'm going to do the right thing. I'm not going to cuss no more. I'm going to lie no more. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to definitely going to drink no more. I, I'm going to leave that alone, right? And so, <laughs> so you know, so, so God delivers you, right? And then God will deliver them. They'll come on out, and then about like a day later, <laughs> they go right back to drinking. They go right back to doing See, so what God did, right, God said, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Moses, come here. Go up there. Come on up here in this mountain. Let me holler at you right quick. He goes up to the mountain. God gives him the Ten Commandments. Why did God give him the Ten Commandments? Because they did not have the Spirit of God in them. They were adopted when they crossed the Red Sea. Watch this. When they walked over the Red Sea, y'all remember that part of the Bible? When Pharaoh was behind them. Amen. The Red Sea was before them. Amen. Some of us are in a situation like that right now. Amen. Pharaoh's behind you. Your Red Sea's before you. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Amen. But here's what I want to tell you. God can open that Red Sea for you. God can take care of Pharaoh behind you. Are you with me? And so as God is, had opened up the Red Sea, when they walked through the Red Sea, God then closed the Red Sea and took care of Pharaoh. Watch this. 
the, the moment that they crossed over, they were baptized into Moses. They became, by faith, children of God. But the problem with them, see, there's a difference. See, and I see today, chill, people, church folk, amen, church people, okay, uh, people that call themselves Christians, right? You know, we want to be entertained and things like this. We want to, you know, we got a different type of thing going on today. But here's the thing. I see people that say they're children of God, but they act like they have no spirit in them. They act like they do not have the spirit of God in them. But the text says, when I became, now, now here's what I want to say about the children of Israel. So God gave them the law, right? The law was supposed to keep them straight. <laughs> but check this out. While they were getting the law, guess what was happening down at the foot of Sinai? The Bible says they went to Aaron. They went to the associate preacher right here. <laughs> right, right. And they said, listen, man, uh, Moses been gone a long time. He only been gone three days. <laughs> Amen. Moses been gone a long time. He ain't coming back. So here's what I want you to do, Aaron. Why don't you make a calf for us, a God that we can worship? And see, what happens, y'all, is that oftentimes, see, that whole calf issue was about looking for validation. It was about needing to have a father figure. Come on, somebody. It was about needing to have a father figure in their lives, a representation of God. Moses was the representation of God to them. But here's the thing. Watch this. When, they, when, when Moses went up there, they had been without, amen, Moses' leadership, so they needed something. So what did they do? They created a calf. Well, let me bring it up to 2016 for a minute. Our cars become our calves. Here's how we judge whether or not God is blessing us, that he's given me a bigger house, that he's given me more money, that he's, that, that you know, I, I, I'm, I, listen, that I'm prospering. That's not a sign that you belong to God. Those are just some of the benefits of being adopted. The sign that you are a child of God, adopted into the family of God, watch the text now. The text says, Watch this, that you have the spirit of his son inside your heart. So what does that mean, Pastor? I'll tell you what that means. You ready for this? The reason they could not obey God, y'all, even though they had the law, they had Moses, but here's what else they had. They had a pillar of cloud by day. And they had a fire by night. You know what those two things represent? That they represent the presence of God. Now, here's the thing. We have to do it by faith today, right? Because we, we don't really, God isn't leading us that same way, but I know that I know that I know that God is present in this church right now. And when I leave here tonight and I start up my car tonight, amen, I know that I can take him with me because he's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. So I don't need to wait to church to come talk to him. I can talk to him whenever I feel like talking to him because his spirit is inside of me. The difference between the children of Israel and the children of God today, we have the Spirit of God in us. So let me let me let me break some news to you right quick. So let's go on over here to Galatians chapter five. Let's just flip on over to Galatians five because being that he's talking about that we have the Spirit, and I want to say to somebody here tonight. Amen. This is how you know that you have the Spirit of God and you are adopted into the family of God. Galatians chapter 5, let's look at verse 16. And I want somebody, um, yeah, let's start off. No, let's, um, that may not be the one I want y'all to look at because, boy, 
Whew, that, that, yeah, let, yeah, let's look at it. Let's. But I say what? Now, let me ask a question real quick. 5.16. As a child of God, right? According to Galatians chapter 4, right? Verse 6. When we accepted God as our father, right? Amen? Amen. We were what? Give it to me. We were what? Adopted as what? Sons and daughters. Let's get that clear right here tonight. Listen, don't call me nothing but a child of God. Don't call me out my name now. (laughs) Amen. I am a what? Child of God. You got to start saying that. Come on, let's say it. I am a child of God. Doesn't that feel good? That feels good, doesn't it? But not only am I a child of God, but I am adopted into the family of God, and then God gives me a spirit. Now watch this. The children of Israel, right? I told you they had the word of God. They had the man of God. They had the presence of God. And still, all through the, listen, the first generation, you know what happened to them? They disobeyed God so much that God wanted to kill them. You know, and this is what Moses did. Moses said, Lord, please, Lord, please, Lord, please, please, Lord, please, don't kill him. God told Moses, what God told Moses, God told Moses, listen, I will give you some more kids. (laughs) All right, I'll raise up a whole new people. Moses said, no, God, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that, Lord, don't do that, right? So here's what happened to them. They could not function. Because they were lacking the what? There you go. See, and as a child of God, listen, we're not supposed to be going off on people. We're not supposed to be angry. We're not supposed to be sad. We're not supposed, listen, we're going to have moments in life, okay? But listen, we should not, if we truly have the spirit of God in us, amen, we won't harbor unforgiveness, amen, because remember, we're praying our father, right? But look what it says here. Look, somebody read, somebody read that for me. I want somebody to read that. Verse 16 for me. Read that for me. But I say. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of your, the flesh. Uh-huh. What Bible are you reading from? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, Pastor Nolan Bibles, Bible version. But I say. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. So may I say this to you? There's a civil war going on inside of us. There's a civil war right now. You know, your flesh is telling you, man, I'm hearing what he's saying, but damn you know what I mean? The spirit's like, man, you know, we battle with this thing every morning. We battle with our flesh and our spirit every day because he says they're in opposition to one another, all right? But here's what God knew as children of God that we would have. We, he knew that, at, listen, man, gosh, dog, I can't go back in my life. But, but we, did a, we, did a, we did a men's study not too long ago. And, and one of the questions, and it still rings in my heart, right? Who taught me as a man how to take care of my family? My dad wasn't there to show me that, right? My daddy in heaven knows that I would have this struggle. Come on, y'all, come on. He knew that inside of me, that I would struggle day in and day out. I would have this fight going on inside of me, but he equips me with what? With with what I need in order to overcome the struggle that I have going on inside of me. Anybody here tonight struggling? Amen. Your flesh and your spirit, you're having a hard time dealing with both of them. You know, you're struggling in that area. Let me say this to you. Your daddy has given you training. 
And he's given you the power, the difference between the children of Israel and you. You have been adopted. You have all the rights. You have, amen, you have access to God. You have the blessings of God. You have the favor of God. You have God's attention. If you call on him, he will answer you. You have the spirit that's inside of you that will help you to overcome. Look what he says. Go on and read that for me. Where do we start? Verse 18. Huh? 18. But if, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, mm-hmm. impurity, mm-hmm. sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, Uh-oh. disputes, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarned you, just as I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. All right. So, so I mean, look what he's, look at the list, right? We, listen, we were in a bad way, y'all. I, that list is pretty deep. And so he says that God says, I gave you the spirit of God, right, to deal with these things. Is that deep? So I won't, you know, get into jealousy and outbursts of anger. And uh, do you know what sorcery is? Actually, it's drug addiction. Amen. It, listen, the word sorcery comes from the Greek word pharmakia. Pharmakia is where you get the English word pharmacy. And so every time, whenever you are indulging in drug addiction, you are under a spell. That's primarily what it is. And the flesh desires these things. But as a child of God, God says, I know you would struggle with this. So I gave you my spirit. I gave you the spirit that was in my son. The one who went to Calvary's cross and died on that cross for you. When he died, he deposited the spirit of God on this earth so that you can have the spirit of God. Let me say something. If you can't see with spiritual eyes, it may be that you're not a child of God. Are you with me? And here's the thing. The only, the only prerequisite for being a child of God is that you confess with your mouth. Come on, somebody. You believe in your heart. Here it is. That Christ died. He was buried. He rose again from the dead, and he's coming back for you. That's the only thing. That's the only requirement that you need in order to have, in order to be adopted into the family of God. Is that powerful? But you got to do it by what? Faith. Right? Watch what he says now. He says, he says, but, um, mm-hmm, but the fruit of the Spirit. Watch the fruit of the Spirit now. Love. Oh, man. Somebody here tonight, your joy cup is empty. But you have the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And the Spirit of God can overflow you with joy. Because you have the Father's Spirit in you. Watch this. Watch the next thing. Peace. Hello, somebody. Somebody here tonight, you need peace. He says you can get that peace. Here's the reason you can get that peace. Because you have the spirit of God inside of you. And if you're lacking peace and if you're lacking joy tonight, the father says, I want to give it to you freely. As a matter of fact, I want to give you so much of it that you're, listen, and this joy that I give to you, 
not as the world gives to you. You know the kind of joy the world gives? It's t- it only lasts one night. Hmm. It only lasts about 10 minutes. I ain't fooling with y'all. I ain't fooling with y'all tonight. Y'all ain't going to get me to go there. Babe. <laughs> that joy. That joy. Amen. That boy, that joy. That ain't no good joy there, I've heard. That little five-minute, bro- I mean five-minute joy. Look what he said. He says, what else? Patience. <laughs> Patience. Y'all wrong for that. Y'all, we're in church, y'all. <laughs> See how we got a little joy tonight? We got a little joy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And no matter what kind of day you've had, you can have a little joy, y'all. <laughs> Amen. I'm serious. You, you know, we got to learn how to laugh a little bit. We got to learn how to stop being so uptight. Come on. We got to celebrate, Sister Sarah. Has, has anybody had anything good happen to them recently? What happened to you? You got a job. Give her a hand, y'all. Give, let's rejoice with you. What else? Tell, tell us what else. Tell us what else. Tell us what else. Tell, tell us what else. You want to share? You want to share? Come on, share. Come on, share. Tell me. Come on. I know what it is, but tell everybody. No. Today was my first day of work. No. That was it. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Amen. She she want she want she want in another area. She just don't want to tell nobody because she think they're gonna hit her up. But that's all right. I had something good. We uh, got a free lunch at work. Free lunch at work. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Come on. Be happy. Deacon her got a free lunch. Amen, John. You got a gas cart. Happy birthday to you. I am blessed to see 28. 28. See what the Spirit of God does? Amen. We come into the presence of God and we have joy. It's good to be around God's people. And it's good to be blessed. Amen. It really is good to be blessed. Amen. Leah, you had some? Oh, okay. I thought you had some. All right. Okay. So, so let's see here. He says uh, love, joy, peace, patience. What else? Kindness, goodness. What else? Faith. You know, faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. You didn't know that? <laughs> now you do. <laughs> when you're faithful to God, it's a fruit. It's a fruit. You're not going to hit and miss. You see, faithfulness to God says, here's the thing. When I got saved, I was just so excited about knowing God. Amen. And and it's something inside of me that just says, I got to be there. I got to be there. Amen. Watch what he says. Faithfulness. What else? Gentleness. Some of you working on that. Some of you working on that. What else? What does it say? Control yourself. Amen. He says, and against such thing, there's no law, right? Now, watch what it says now. Now, watch this. Now, we're going to go back to Galatians 4, but, but watch this. Watch what he says here now. He says, now those, ooh, circle that word. Do you have a Bible? Highlight that thing. Those who what? To who? Have what? And it's what? And what does the flesh desire? Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, outbursts of anger, disputes. You, listen, you're not bipolar. Your problem is you're walking in the flesh. Right? Listen. You can drink yourself, amen, to f- drink to get rid of the problem. It's not going to work, baby. 
you're going to wake up with a hangover in the morning and the problem's still going to be there. You can't sleep your way out of your problems. You can't drug your way out of your problems. Amen. You can't stay angry at everybody, amen, to get rid of your problems. The only way to do it is to join God's family. And when you become part of God's family, it's amazing how God, listen, somebody say, the things I used to do. Listen, if you would have talked to me like that before, mm, we wouldn't be praying about it. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? I'm just saying, 28 years old, amen, you wouldn't be praying about it. Huh? <laughs> amen. All right, so go back to Galatians 4 and, and look at verse 6, and, and we're almost out of here. My gosh, what a good study tonight. My gosh, I forgot to say, yeah, now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified what? The flesh with its passions and its what? Desires. And I'm going to go back there again, but I want to go back over here and show you as a child of God, when you have the spirit of God, what you ought to be doing. Watch what he says. Verse 6, because, oh man, I love that word because. Because it's like a therefore, it's like a but, Right? And it tells me whatever happened before, the therefore, right? What is it there for? It makes me go back to verse 5 and understand that I've been redeemed. I'm no longer under the law. I've received what? Adoption as a son. Oh, that's so beautiful, right? Because you're sons now. God, notice G, the big G, right? God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. I know it's a foreign word. I know sometimes it's hard for us to call him Daddy, but Abba, Father, the only way that you can really call him your Father is if you have the Spirit of God inside of you. Remember I told you you got to walk by faith. Your actions, your word, what was the W's? Give me the W's there. Your word, your works, your worship, your whatevers, and your walk. All those things change as a result of you being a child of God. But see, here's the thing now. Watch what it says in verse 7. Oh, my gosh. Therefore, because... You are what? And you have the what? You have the spirit of God. Therefore, verse 7, therefore, you are no longer but a what? Oh, that's rejoicing time. Now, the question is, right? What was I enslaved to? Sin. Sin had me on the slave market. Come on, somebody. And I was being sold for cheap. In other words, I didn't even appreciate myself. I didn't see that I had a lot going for me. Sin has deceived me into thinking I can't live a better life that I can't make it through this trial. I can't make it through the next stage in life. But I'm declaring to you today that you are a child of God. And no longer a slave. Look what he says. He says no longer a slave, but what? But a son. And if a son, he says, then a what? An heir. Now, what does that mean, somebody? Can you help me with that? What does an heir mean? Yes. You're in the family, and your name is in the will. Not only is your name in the will, but God has given you an inheritance. 
hearts. You are no longer on the outside of the family. You're no longer the one looking in saying, man, I wish, I wish that was my family. Yeah, anybody did that when you were little? You're like, man, I wish. No, now you're part of the family. And listen, each one of us have been given a different inheritance. You are now, you ready for this word? Royalty. Because you're part of a royal family. You are part of a royal family. God's family is a royal family. And we got, listen, you got to know this. Watch what he says. He says, we, then an heir through God. Verse 8, however, at that time when you did not, hello somebody. Anybody remember those days? I don't even want to remember those days. I'm serious. It was so dark. I felt so lost. I was all alone. I was making my own way. I was trying to create a, a, a reality that wasn't real. I was trying to build a life on, the, on a foundation that would keep falling. Listen, I was trying to do it without him. But he says, however, at that, at that time when you did not know God, you were what? Slaves to those which by nature are no gods. You know what he's saying there? He's saying that the God that we served before wasn't even a God. They were idols. We lived to make money. We worshipped our material things. Come on, somebody. Some of you worship that man. God doesn't call you to worship your husband. He calls you to submit to your husband. Are you with me? But, but when we weren't saved, we made our... We may have made our, our husband, our home, our jobs, our, yeah, our bank accounts. Remember how many times you check it? Some of you still do that. <laughs> we make those things our gods. We serve things that are what? Not gods. This is before. Now, what I love about what the writer is doing, what Paul is doing, Paul is contrasting. He's showing us this is what life is like now. This is what life was before. He says, but I love what he says in verse 9. He says, but now, oh, Lord, have mercy, that you have come to what? Watch this. Or rather, this is the key thing right here. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wow. First of all, to be known by God, we shouldn't walk in here tripping. We shouldn't trip about nothing in life. The fact that God knows us. Can I tell you something? He knows us. He knows you. To, to, just think about this. For God to even put me in his mind is a miracle. Because he didn't have to do it because of my condition before and because of all the other gods that I served before. That's the reason why I don't deserve any of it. But I've, be, I've come to be known by God. God knows me. He is my daddy. I tell Sister Hunt all the time, when I got a problem, I go in the prayer closet. And I stay there, and she said, that's such an amazing thing that you can go into the prayer closet, right, and you can call on God, and then when you come out, you get an answer. You know what I know? What you, you and I should know is that I can call on him at any time. Why? Because he knows me. See, I don't want to be known by Oprah. I don't want to be known by the great celebrities. No, I want to be known by God. Because guess what? You may give me an autograph, 
but I got somebody who's going to be with me all the time that I can call on at any time. Listen, I don't need to go through no third level security to get to you. Here's what I know. I'm known by God, so I'm blessed by God. And that's what it means to be fathered by God. That I know, I'm, I'm known by him. Listen, are we going to have struggles and trials? You better believe it. But even in your struggles and trials, if you remember, I'm known by God knows me. God knows me. Or rather to be known by God. But look at, look at this now, and I'm closing. I'm, I promise you, I'm closing. We're going home. Watch it say. Y'all fool. I, I already see you fool. How is it? Now watch this now. This is just something I just want to bless you with. How is it? Because you're known by God, because you're fathered by God, because you have the spirit of God, because you're no longer serving little G gods. Look what he says, y'all. How is it? You know what this how is it is like? It's an emphatic in the Greek. He's like, this is how he says it in regular English. Man, I can't believe you. That, that's exactly how the message says it. I can't believe you. How is it that you turn back again to the what? The weak, worthless, element things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again. That's deep. I'm closing right there. I'm done with that. I'm done. I need not say anything else. So when you, when, you, when you face a little difficulty in your Christian life, when you have a little struggles that's going on in your life, why do we always say, I ain't going to church no more? I mean, that's not the way. We have to grasp this tonight. I am a child of God, fathered by God.